Hey everybody, this is Chad Daniels and you have landed in the middle of somewhere. Hello, how are you? Thank you for coming back. Across from me, as always, is Cyrus Amundsen. Chad, it's garage sale weekend here in... Garage sale! Garage sale! I almost said the name of my neighborhood, but that's a, that's a bad call. It's garage sale weekend. For one weekend sure. a year, you are allowed to have a garage and or rummage sale on okay. your property and for one weekend and one weekend only i'm the fucking king of this place <laughs> i'm having a garage sale i'm cruising the garage sales i'm finding treasures jenna's gonna run our garage sale the dynamic on this weekend is not great between the two of us uh I'm she sure does not. not like how it's broken out but garage sale is my thing you do the work i have the fun uh, there's a lot of things yeah. where she does the fun and I don't do the work, but no one does the work. Okay. So this um, is my thing. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't know that there's a lot of work happening when she's not doing the work, but so does your whole neighborhood look like a flea market? I mean, is that what's going on right now? It's just shit everywhere. It looks like a tornado it has, in Ohio. So everybody's very strict here about, this is one of those neighborhoods like people walk by your house and if your garbage can isn't in your garage, they write an email to the the homeowners association and then sounds cool did they tell that did they tell you that when you were knocking on all the houses there like it sucks here let us leave it sucks listen to me i have voiced my displeasure for homeowners associations openly and people don't agree with me sure and i don't agree with them and that's okay well, i but remember I'll, that one time you left a dead turtle on the on the deck of that guy's house yeah. as a message yeah you know, keep him in, keep him in his fucking place. I will tell you, I've sure gotten a lot of emails about there being stuff in front of my garage, you know, old wood uh, when I was redoing the deck. Are my trash cans sure. out there every once in a while? Sure. Uh, and I get it, but feels like a lot of emails for the fact that fella down the roads had a pile of fucking gravel out there for six months. So yeah. let's not, the point is, well, no, here's the point. You His wrong you does not make your, your wrong shit right. out. It does, though. It absolutely does. It is absurd to threaten to fine me when there's a fucking for something on my driveway that's unsightly when fella has a and I don't care about his gravel. Just leave me alone. Sure. And you know, yeah. no, I get the leave me alone part. Leave I get it. me alone. Don't you tread on me, <laughs> brother. You keep. Talking about my property in ways that really upsets me. But no, you can't you can't pre-prep your garage sale. You just have to sure. morning of, let's get it and go. Uh, it's one yeah. day, it's Saturday, and it's great. I did it last year. My neighbor Bill has offered up his golf cart this year so I can golf cart my oh, way nice. around while I'm looking for treasures. I'm, I'm jacked, dude. It's a big weekend. So you're trying me. to get rid of things... Jano, and also I, trying to gather things. Uh, yes, I'm trying to. Uh, yes, that's correct. This feels like a zero end game here, right? Are we, is that what we're thinking? Oh, man. Break even? My friend Eric came last because he also loves garage sailing. And so he came. Let me ask you this. Would Eric say that he's your friend? E My, a person that buddy, I your can. Buddy? See, I'm fucking glad I called you on that because listen. Sometimes you play fast and loose with the word friend, and I am sick and tired of it. Keep going. I'm not going to get into this with you right now because we are still... Oh, is Joel there? Are yeah. we still too fucking close to Costa Rica? 
Are we going to do it at the beginning right. of the episode? Are we going to do it at the beginning of the Just episode? Go. Just go. Okay. Just talk. What's happening in your garage sale? The When my close friend, Eric, whom yeah. we yep. both agree on having a friendship that is meaningful, and that friendship okay. doesn't detract from other friendships. Okay, sure. He came last year, and I don't even know what I was saying. Yeah, there's a... Oh, I know. So when we bought this house, you remember? Okay. It was filled with shit, you know? And some good yeah. shit yeah. and some not good shit. And right. uh, we took a lot of stuff to Goodwill. And then there were things that I thought we could sell on the garage sale. And one by one, people came to a house and they were like, we don't need any of this. But yeah. Eric is like me. He doesn't garage sale for needs. He garage sales for outrageous wants. So yeah. if he sees something bizarre, he's like, well, I should have that that three foot tall Garfield in my front yard. That's the sort of way his brain works. And last year sure. they had in the office, this office that I'm in right now that you're looking at. Okay. Uh, part of the theme was kind of Western themed and they had a saddle. And so mm -hmm. I thought it'd be funny to put the saddle on the garage sale. And he walked up morning of and he's like, is that a saddle? And he's like, should I buy that? I was like, dude, you can have the saddle. And he was pretty pumped about the saddle. I think his, he has girls. I think they like horses. And he walked home with this the saddle and the fact that he's not divorced. I think because his wife, and I don't want to speak on anyone else's life, but I think his sure. wife is a lot like Jenna where they've got their shit together and they've yeah. married people who bring saddles and at yeah. the dude at the antique mall i've started buying really funny dolls i bought a rosie o'donnell barbie doll and then they had a <laughs> they had a uh dude they had a vanna white doll but it was like an attack wheel of fortune must have been in europe somewhere and they had a sure. an, a, a, a vanna white in italy doll so i own that for sure so I'm yeah. I'm collecting I'm collecting dolls, I guess is the point of that. Yeah. We both married women who we I just bring saw, stuff. I just home saw to. a meme. I got I got, I just saw a meme that said there are some people that pack for a trip six days in advance, and there are other people that wake up day of the trip and realize they don't have enough time to do laundry. And then those two people marry each other. And that seems very much like what you and Eric have found in spouses. Well, and we're not going to get into this right now, but Jenna, if we are three hours before a flight and Jenna's luggage isn't upside down with her clothes spewing across the room while she sheds tears, something's sure. wrong. That's her process. And I fuck, I hate it. I hate it so much. Yeah. I can't, I just really can't handle it. But I've got something about travel that I think we should run with. I don't know if anyone's ever said okay. this, but I said in therapy recently, a family that travels together unravels together. And I think that's pretty good. Oh, I yeah, think that's, sure, sure. I've been on a lot of trips and none of them, none of them were, let's all have a nice time together. Start to finish. Zero. Zero. You can't, you know, the fact that I haven't dumped money into a camera crew every time my mom and sister are together on a trip is unbelievable. I would be swimming in mountains of cash. Sure. It is 
unbearable when those two get together because they know each other so well and they love each other. So there's no off limits because they know they will always love each other unconditionally. It's wild. It is wild shit. Now, is it because of the same person? Do you find them to be the same person and they dislike the thing about each other that they both actually possess? I don't think so. I think it is. Here's what I think. I think, and my mom listens to this show, so I say this lovingly. I think my mom doesn't know she's picking when she's picking. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I don't. I don't think she realizes it's happening because I. It's been passed down from generation oh, to generation. Sure. I remember her grandparents, my great grandparents. I remember them doing the same shit, and then I remember my grandma doing it, and then my mom and both her brothers do it both my uncles and all of their children i'm telling you they just it's it's actually that's not fair i have an uncle kenny he's got two kids annie and sean they don't do it they they moved to maryland so they were like away from it all yeah but my my uncle daryl and my cousins john and dana without question pickers pickers i'll throw my i'll throw a family dynamic into the mix here too so we both have to have conversations with people we love after this episode my dad good and my brother greg and my sister janine all have a and and here's the thing let's be clear when it comes to flawed family members in the Amundsen yeah. household, people whose behavior causes dynamic issues, you're looking at a first ballot right here, right? I, I'm running yeah. and gunning, controlling and causing problems. I know just what to say to fucking just, I'll get you. I'm going to fuck. So I'm a problem and I'm not going to pretend I'm not a problem, but... Greg and Janine and my dad are all also sort of a problem in the same exact specific way. But I think each of them is like those other two, like they all, and it's great. It's a really great, it's a really great watch that none of them really know that the thing that like, I don't like that. So now if you excuse me, I'm going to do that. It's great. I love it. Yeah. That sounds wonderful. It's really fun. And the fact that <laughs> the fact that I'm not around as much is makes it so much easier to judge that because I'm not I'm not in mm-hmm. the fray. I'm not in the mix. I'm not making yeah. mistakes. If I'm there every day, do you know how often I'm fucking up? I'm the centerpiece. Oh, I am the centerpiece of of mistake city. But when I when I just come in for a weekend, it's time to point, baby. It's time to run yeah. and gun. Oh yeah, it's like it's like when you live with someone, you can't tell that they're gaining weight or losing weight. Mm-hmm. But if you see someone you haven't seen in a year, you can absolutely tell which way they've gone or stay the same. Sure. Right? Yeah. I mean, it just it's that you can walk in, you go, oh, I remember, I remember this. This sucks. You guys still do this. But when you're in it, it's like it's impossible to see. Reality show idea. We okay. could get. Your mom, your sister, and is there anybody else in yeah. your dynamic that you feel like it would be good to fire into this household? Olivia, Isaac, you got any grand? You got any? You got any outside cousins that'll really, you know, maybe one of those little high, those Wiener High Five twins. Which one of those is the most volatile? I think we put one of them in there, mm-hmm. and then every other day add the second one. 
and then pull them back out and then add the second one, pull them back out. I also think we throw my cousin Dana in that mix because I will tell you right now, I learned my comedic defense from dealing with her growing up. Oh, it was rough. If you weren't ready, if you weren't ready, you were going to get destroyed, right? It's like if I had a male cousin that always wanted to fight, I would be probably really good at fighting. I would know how to put my hands up. I'd know how to block punches. Yeah. I'd know how to do this move. I do how how to do all of it. But instead, I was just getting destroyed verbally, and I'd have to leave the room, and I'd have to figure out what I was going to do, get a strategy together, come mm-hmm. back. And then over time, it just became as soon as she said it, I was ready to fire back. So if we, and here's my pitch, if we take you, your mom, your sister, cousin Dana, and the Wiener High Five twins are not a part of, they can't win the competition. They, sure. But they are, they're, they're kind of like a challenge. They're thrown in as part of a daily challenge. So we take those Obstacle four. Goals. And then for my family, Janine, Greg, Bruce, and me, all eight of us go into a house. We call the show Crack the Egg. And you all, there's no task. Yeah. You just have to live together in a home. And when you freak the fuck out, you're out. And there's a million dollars at stake. And sure. Eight people who can't not freak out all like pinging each other nonstop until there's only two left. And then it's it's like when everybody puts their hand on the car and it's like, who can go the longest without needing to actually who didn't wear a diaper? That's what that game is. Although that got ruined for me. I think they let them take bathroom breaks, which are like, what's the what are we doing then? What's the point? Oh, yeah. Do they still do those? Do they still have? I don't. Do they even I mean, have I haven't. Malls? I'm sure they do it somewhere in some small town festival. I'm sure they have that kind of thing. But sure, malls have got to be. I saw a thing where they are turning. Anyway, great show. Million dollars on the line. Who wins? Right. Of those, you know, most of those people. I don't know Dana, and I don't know your sister. I've met your mom, but we've talked about sure. our families enough. Given everything you know, who's walking out with the million bucks? Oh boy. I was going to say my sister because I think she would love the million dollars, but yeah. I think my mom would have her out of there pretty quickly. Um, and again, they love each other, but they know exactly the buttons. It's, it's crazy. It's yeah. like, it could be a 45 number combination and it takes 15 seconds to hit all the buttons. Dude, so, there's, um, there's no one. I think I'd go with your brother, Greg. I think I, I think it would be your brother, Greg. I think it would be, or you know what? I'm going to go with your brother, Greg, or my cousin, Dana. I would walk in, see what was happening, and shut the door. I wouldn't even come in. The camera would see my shoulder, in. and I'd, I'd be out. Then you're, yeah, you're out the door. You lose. You're first one to lose. I freak out half Absolutely. hour in. Dad and My dad and Greg are that same way, too, where they share something. You know, my dad and I have a unique bond. We share a special sure. bond. But my dad yeah. and my brother share a very unique bond in that they both love the same activities and they're both very, very similar. Um, they're dissimilar sure. in some ways, but so they're and they were, you know, they're they were growing up, they were buddies. And I, it's not like my dad and I don't share a friendship, but just sure they were more buddies. And I think when you're buddies. You know, I remember Joel, the first time he lived with our family up at the resort for a summer, uh, he and I shared a cabin together. 
and yeah. uh the it was great <laughs> there was the that summer ended with him bawling his cell phone up in his hand and attempting to bludgeon me with it we were fighting and he was like my fist isn't heavy enough I need to put a cell phone into it <laughs> so I can hit you with more force. Like it. So that's what, Oh, that's how friends work. Right. I had a buddy, uh, in high school and his family had this little cabin on this hunting land and we would go out there all the time. And sometimes it was just like, we were there just one day too long because that kind of shit would happen where you would just get in each other's grill and then I remember one time he was sweeping up because uh, his dad was just like, if you're going to use the cabin, it has to be spotless when you're done. And that makes sense, right? And so he was all pissed off at me and I was mad at him and he was sweeping up. And I just stared at him with a spoonful of jelly <laughs> and slowly turned the spoon and it just plopped down on the ground. And he, <laughs> he, he flipped the broom, grabbed the bristles and swung it at me as hard as he could. And I blocked it with, you know, like the little the little bone that sticks out All, on your the wrist. The ulnar? Is that an ulnar? I have no idea, but it's my blocker. I do know that. Because oh. I went straight karate kid, paint the fence, straight down. And he came through and it hurt so bad, oh. but I didn't dare tell him it hurt. Sure. This is the same guy. This is the same guy in study hall where we would we would want to do the puzzles in the paper. And so we would get there, try to get there first. And one day we went in the separate doors and saw each other and it was equidistant down the aisles. And I ran down as fast as I could and I slammed my hand on the paper and he stabbed my hand with a pencil Oof. and I moved my hand and then he grabbed the paper. I still have, you can still see the lead in my hand. Oh yeah. See, and that's, that's, that's what I'm getting at. So I, I don't want to paint... Yeah. My dad and my, like your mom and sister, my dad and, and brother are, they're like buddies. And so they go on these hunting trips. And ever since Greg was little, they go on these hunting trips. And it's kind of a scam because they, every year you hear them say like, oh man, we got, we got to go on this trip. It's a once in a lifetime draw. Because so, here's how hunting works. And I'm going to do a bad and here's job how once in a lifetime works. It's not every year you dildos. So right. here's how it works. What happens is you put in for a draw. So there's right. a, there's, they're called tags. And so let's say you want to hunt a certain animal in a certain state. Chad wants to hunt right. a elk. Moose in Montana. A moose in Montana. Chad wants to hunt a moose in Montana. And so you right. apply for a moose tag and it costs money and you get put into essentially a raffle and yep. and they raffle you and they pick who get to kill mooses that year and mooses, if you yeah. get picked to not murder of moose's family member what happens is you accrue points and so then i assume it's like you know next year you get 10 ping pong balls in the moose yeah. murder raffle right right and right. so there are hunts that are really prestigious hunts. Like we're going to hunt an orcs, which is a deer with really pointy horns or something. Um, we're going to hunt an orcs <laughs> in Arizona. We're going Arizona orcs hunting. And so you apply for the tag and they always, it's true. They go on these once in a lifetime hunts, but what they never tell you is 
there are an near unlimited there's so many states and so many animals and each state is like well in this state uh, the once in the lifetime hunts are as follows moose uh taller moose uh coyote wolf wolf coyote hybrid that's a wolf odie right there that's wolf odie (laughs) you don't get a lot of you ever shot at a utah wolf odie so there's they, so they've been going on trips, <laughs> multiple trips a year forever. And what yeah. they... I, I what, know a guy, he's Norwegian. His name's Wolf Odie, and that's that's true. I've been Don't trying to name Mike Cronin's baby for a while now. Yeah. And Wolf Odie Cronin, Wolf, Wolf, and that's yeah. that's his first name. No, I don't care what his middle name is. Wolf Odie Cronin, that's great. Yeah, uh, that's very good. But they will go on these hunts, and it's really interesting because they'll come back and they will both have like little barbs for each other. Like that son of a, you know, like both, like if you asked them, how'd it go? They'll tell you a couple good things. And then they'll like, they'll, they'll get, they'll get in a little bit on the other one. And then you're like, was it fun? And they're like, best time of my entire life. I, they, (laughs) (laughs) they go and they have these really meaningful times that are structured around like nagging at each other throughout the trip and frustrating one another. And so, uh, yeah, I think if you put all of us in the house and I think you're not going to join your anger is fuck you guys. I'm leaving. Yeah. My anger is putting on, you know, I'm going to Jerry Maguire speech in, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to put on a performance and think I say something meaningful. So when I leave, I go, that'll change everybody and fucking nothing. (laughs) Yeah, that's so it's not really like, fuck you, I'm leaving. It's more of, I don't want to do this. I want to watch this. Yeah. Because have you ever heard someone, they're telling you a story about a trip and it's about someone that's passed away. Right. So they're like, oh, my God, my aunt Ellen was so amazing. And we went on this trip and we were like, it was so great. I remember I was making tea one day and she was like, I told you I want two bags of tea, one lump of sugar, because I gave her one bag of tea and two lumps of sugar. And it was just so adorable. But you know that before aunt Ellen died, it was like, I fucking told you. She definitely told me two lumps of sugar, that bitch. I mean, it's crazy. And then the person dies and you're like, oh, there was so, I'm just so grateful for that time. It's like, no, you're not. You hated everything about that trip and now she's dead so now you're being nice about it just relax so i think who wins this and this is this is how you shine the light on it because you and i are both out i don't think we can handle that and i don't think i i think we fail that's not like we're above it i think we fail the fastest we're probably the worst right but i think what so let me ask you something what what would get you out because i know what would get me out if i was actually in the house i know what would get me out let you go. Let me think to because that's there's, okay. a, there's a number of things that would get me out, but I wanna I wanna hone in here. My mom and my sister would be that would be tough for me to watch. I love both of them dearly, and it would be hard for me to watch someone coming that close to a heart attack or a mental breakdown or something like that because it would eventually get to that. Yeah, and I think it would be. Uh, 
I, I would not want to watch that happen. So I would just be like, your guys' stress is, and for that reason, I'm out. I think I am s too self-important. <laughs> okay. And so I think, I definitely think that I'm not able to walk away from anything that frustrates me. And here's the thing, like any good family, I think, and I'm sure your family too, I put it this way. This is what gets me out. You remember when uh, a former president was in office and the concern was with him in office and the fella in North Korea in office, there were some people who were like, I don't know if I trust who's in charge of the button right now, right? Fuck you about okay. your politics. Don't message me. I don't care. It's the only example I could think of to answer this question. But we didn't <laughs> trust him with the codes. There were people who didn't trust. And that's, I think like any family, especially a big family, everybody's got the nuclear codes, right? There's the thing your oh, mom yeah. could say. She's like, boop, 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 boop. And now we watch your sister disintegrate, right? Right. And I would be so worried that one of the four of us would pull out the nuclear codes. And that's, yeah. that stresses me out because I think when you pull out the nuclear codes, you're like, well, this is going to take a couple months to fix this one. We're not going to be, we're not going to see right. you next weekend. You know, Greg, Greg and I are going to have to take a break because one of us pulled out the nuclear codes. <laughs> and one of you's on vacation because Greg just won a million dollars. I mean, here's the thing. That's why it's so great, right? That's why this idea is so great because mm -hmm. everyone has the nuclear codes at all times and you just understand, I have this information, I never use it. And then you throw a million dollars in the See? mix and you watch people's eyes start to twitch and you're like, oh shit, here come the codes, bitch. And, and that's what I'll say about everybody on our side and I'm assuming on your side is you don't want to, I don't... I don't think anyone would want to use the nuclear codes even for a million dollars because because it's sure. so our we everyone that I've mentioned takes our family. They love our family and they care about our family and they take them. So they take our relationship seriously that, you know, when yeah. you do that, it's a tough to come back from. Now, my brother, Jess, I think my brother, Jess, ha, he's not in it. I put the explosive people in our family in the house. Me, of Greg, Janine, dad explosives the the calmer problems jess emily mom you know them folk yep. i didn't put any of them in and i think jess if jess sees a million dollars on the board he's yeah he's lighting the whole thing on fire i, I think it comes down to i don't know i don't want to pick a winner but it's not going to be me i don't I'll I don't crack know if early. Jess lights it on fire. I mean, for a million dollars, I think that is, for a million dollars. No, I'm not saying I mean, Jess he is had cheap his... because I don't think he's cheap. Right. But I do know that he knows how much it costs for him to have gas in his house on a daily basis. So I don't care what the rules sure. of the game are. And I don't even like I think he could justify it to me. Be like, dude, you know how much gas is <laughs> like, I think he would. I don't think he'd ruin our family for a million dollars, but sure. But he'll he he's happy. He lives by himself, man. He doesn't see I people know, that but often. I'm just saying. Here's here's why he'd I think he'd be cool that. with a break. It's because he 
Here's what I think. I think that he had a chance at a couple of trophies and he had a month to practice golden tea and, and, and didn't light it on fire. But just would the point if, is, if it meant for three months, I didn't have to call him pretending to be John Travolta trying to pay him for sex. If that is if him using the nuclear codes in this reality show would get that to stop. Mm-hmm. I don't even think he'd need the million dollars. Oh, yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> he'd probably just go hang out. So, yeah, the so I think. I think it's a good I think it's a good game. I do I also think Greg wins. I think he's I think he's level-headed enough. Greg's the only one yeah. capable of controlling himself. I think the rest of us get to a point where we're like I'm with the end. This is where now, I'm going to bring in my This is where I'm going to bring in my cousin Dana. And the the reason you're not saying both of them is because you don't know her. I know both of them. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, it, this show would last 45 seasons until one of them died of natural causes <laughs> because they would not give up and it would just be, not, it would be nonstop. Dana's a freaking wizard. And she has five children Ooh. and is calm and collected when she needs to be. Like I, we, we went to her oldest daughter's wedding and uh, she's back there cooking and doing all this stuff. and like, hey, how's it going? And you know, she's stressed as could be, right? Because she's the mom and she's back cooking and doing all this stuff and, and greeting everybody. She's doing all of the jobs you normally do without presenting the food. And she's also doing that super calm. But you know that when she got home that night, she brushed her teeth for two hours while going through all of the things she wanted to say. And I promise you, they were all super funny and extremely damaging. Yeah, let's make her the odds on favorite then. I think that I I have to put my money on her. I have to go Greg stays for a while. And then I think she somehow gets a call outside of the house. And all Greg, Greg knows that he's up uh, for a water buffalo hunt mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then leaves the house. Just yeah. for that, just for this once in a lifetime opportunity. A once in a lifetime water buffalo hunt. I showed, uh, shifting, I showed unbelievable restraint last weekend when Joel and Ethan were here. You were invited. Last weekend. I know I was invited. When Joel and Ethan were here, there's, we live right by uh, a, an amusement park and the amusement park does. Yeah fireworks every single night of the summer which is cool wow um or maybe it's every week last year i don't know if it was a big anniversary year so they did them every night of the summer maybe they just do them on the weekends i don't know but if you leave my neighborhood and you go to the next neighborhood over you can watch the fireworks and that neighborhood is so much nicer than my neighborhood it is filled <laughs> and i live in a nice neighborhood but this is filled with kevin McAllister yeah, you houses you know okay yeah it, it's legit and they have all these are these are all homeowners associations down here so they have like their their streets are those things you know those neighborhoods where there's one side of the street and then there's like a, a 10 to 15 to 20 foot like green midsection like a yard in between you're like I don't know what that's... I've never felt more like a hick. You know when uh, when one of the <laughs> nice neighborhoods has a yard in the middle of the street? That. So they got yard streets, sure. 
and their clubhouse is good. It's good clubhouse, and they okay. have a nice pool. And so uh, oh, wow. we went there to watch the fireworks, and then everybody was up at the pool, and Ethan said, do they have a hot tub? Because when we lived in L.A., one of the neighborhoods by where I lived had a hot tub, and so we would go sit in that hot tub until we were told not to come back because we weren't residents. And sure. I'm happy to do that here as well. Uh, so of we course. walked up and you know how I like to tell people that I'm an undercover police officer because I yes, see them I acting wrong in public. I, I didn't mm -hmm. do it. I pulled back. There was a dad in there and there was a bunch of obviously underage kids drinking around the okay. dad. And I know when you get older, a 20 year old kid looks like a nine year old, but right. these were not, these were not of age and it took all of my restraint to not be excuse me hey i'm not trying to let's sure. have a, let's ha, sir let's have a word here quick but i didn't do it good and good for you because Thank how you. is that guy supposed to be the coolest dad and get invited to graduation parties in five years if he's not doing it now i mean yeah. tell me that yeah and how's that dad supposed to suppress all the secrets that he clearly has if he didn't let kids drink right. around him when they were 14 and 15 yeah. years old that's how yeah, you get exactly. busted so if you're listening yeah. right now, fuck you. What are you doing, man? In public, you fucking idiot. <laughs> let me tell you, um, I'm, I'm that way too, right? I don't let underage kids drink around me, a big group of them. I have drank with Olivia before she went to college because I knew that she had drank before that. And I wanted to just have two drinks and then be like, hey, I have a buzz. This is enough. Mm -hmm. I don't need to drink until I puke. This is how you should drink, right? Set an example. You, right, because you don't feel you don't feel your drink for 15 minutes. Okay. So you need to make sure that you you know what's happening. If you have a bunch of shots in 15 minutes, you're probably going to puke, mm -hmm. right? If you're not or accustomed to it. So yeah. So I don't do any of that stuff, but I do spoil my uh, niece and nephews when I have them individually. It's hard to do it when they're all together because they're always all together. And they bring that energy with them, right? They bring that, oh, you're fucking here too energy. <laughs> and so it's not fun. I mean, sometimes it's fun, but sometimes it's not fun. I'm just, right? Yeah. And so I have, I have my niece with me for three days my sister and the Wiener High Five twins are at a summer camp, this outdoor lodge thing where they're doing zip lining and wall climbing, all this shit, right? Mm -hmm. And so I have my niece. And so we did some fun things today. We did an underage drink. I didn't let her do that. But we went to get manis and petties. Okay. Okay. Manicures and pedicures. Okay. And it is, it is on the corner uh, of, it's a, a little ways from the place, but we walked over there. And it's on the corner of two pretty busy streets. Mm -hmm. And so there's glass windows because it's one of these like high-end deals, right? Ooh. And so I am sitting there. We're sitting there with our feet soaking. Uh, I have one foot now is pulled out of the, the foot bath. It is being, uh, this, this woman has to pull glasses down, like reading glasses. Like Mother Goose. So she it. can snip. Yeah, she can snip away everything. So there's going to be no, no trace of any cuticle or anything like that. And as this is happening, 
my niece is to the left of me and so kind of covered by one window that has a shade pulled down. Mm -hmm. And now it is a parade of giant trucks with a bunch of men in them that are working for a living. They're pulling excavators. They're pulling all of this construction equipment. And I am, they are staring at me. It is fantastic. I mean, they're looking at me, they're laughing, they're taking pictures with their phones. So I'm like doing this with my fingers, like po actually posing for them. And I can't be like, I'm here with her. I actually didn't even give a shit. Yeah, okay, it was so great to just let people look in knowingly judging me and me just going like, you know what? Today is my fucking spa day. Absolutely. You don't, you don't get to judge me with that shit. And it's great. I'm going to tell you something. I don't get polish on my nails, but man, it does feel great when they rub your feet and shit. Come on, dude. I get the polish. Have you ever had a, have you ever had a pedicure? Oh yeah. And I get the polish. I always get okay. the polish. The polish is almost the best part. You feel whatever. I, this, I, sure. I don't, this idea that being, and I know we're evolving as a society, but man, it feels so good to be touched and pampered and attended yeah. to you, you men out there who aren't about that. You're a crazy person. Yep. I can't, I can't even, I didn't know that even guys who do construction, I would walk by, I would think in today's day and age, they'd see you and be like, I got to get me one of those. Like I thought we were past the point of like nice fingernails. Sure bitch no i mean it, it wasn't that they were taking pictures and they were kind of laughing but i have no problem with that because you have 350 dollars boots on which is your version of a pedicure mm -hmm. so i don't want to hear it right you, you also protect your feet i'm just doing it in flip-flops because i walked over here the when i that's did, all that's all that's different i did i don't know what it was called but i did a i don't there's so many comedy festivals now, and they're a certain type of comedy festival. But there was this thing okay. the Yoders used to book that was in Asheville. And it okay. was like... Laugh your ash off? No, it was like a comedy oh. weekend at a hotel. Okay. And there was this okay. group where all these people would come stay at this really historic resort. And okay. there were, they booked a few comics. I remember it was me, myself... It was David Crow, the funniest David Crow, and some other people. Oh my God, is he something? Yeah. But it was like a full on, and they let you like whatever you want. And so my brother Jess came with me and we okay. were, and it was on the house. So we were going ballistic. We were doing the two dinners. Sure. They're like, you got to get the prime rib. And we're like, we'll have some more prime rib. No one blinked. And they had- he just He's just staring at you going, do you know how much gas this is worth? <laughs> Give any idea how much gas I could buy with this second prime rib? And the uh, the man, the they had one of those spas that you see in movies where when you're watching a movie and all of a sudden they're in like an ice room with blue lights and you know, and then they're in the an underground like grotto with hot tubs. It was one of those places. Sure. And we got the okay. treatment, man, and the treatment was. It was so nice. I wish I remembered <laughs> yeah, what that place good. was called. I don't, I'm not sure, but I just know that I went to a uh, like a Russian bathhouse. It's not Russian. It's something else, but a Turkish bathhouse. That's what I, where I in went. In America? And they, in, Amer in New York City. And really? they beat the shit 
out of me with like a branch, like a normal branch that fell off a tree. And I'm like, I don't think this is right because I had whip marks from all you could, you could have looked at the, like the red welts on my back and yeah. you could have picked that branch out from a lineup. That's how definitive it was. And that's a good, it was brutal, man. What does that do? I'm going to tell you something. I don't know, but I felt great. I don't know really? if it's like, you know, when, the, Bringing when people blood like to the surface. whip themselves or flog themselves or whatever. Yeah. I'm not exactly sure, but it did make me like all my nerves. I just felt a little bit like maybe I was part superhero for about a half hour. Sure. It was very interesting. And so anyways, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I just had so many questions about the sticks. I think it's called the Grove Park Inn in Asheville. I looked it up. But uh, the so... You think they were like stick sticks? Like they went? Do you think they went out? It was a branch. Yeah, it was a branch with leaves on it still. And so that's it was like a home yeah. grow. I mean, it was not, it was intense. They didn't order a bunch of branches. Well, maybe they did. No, no, no. They're in I New think York. they just yeah. I don't know. Or they went to Central Park and got some because the leaves were still on it. And I'm like, this is the hardest I've ever been hit with something that should feel like a feather. I, rem I do remember thinking that because when they took it out, I'm like, oh, they're going to lightly brush it and it's going to feel so good. It tickles. And this Turkish man is going to maybe see a tent in my panties. I don't know. But then he started beating the shit out of me with it. Maybe he saw a glimmer in my eye. Maybe that's not normally what they yeah. do. And he saw my eyes sparkle and he just started to thump me like his dad once thumped him. I have no idea, but it hurt. But then also afterwards, I remember in the locker room, I was like, God damn it. I feel like I could climb a building right now. Yeah. It was very interesting. Right. But anyways, so I'm at the Mall of America with my niece. We're going to go shopping Ugh. now. Ugh. Ugh. My, my niece You're, is 11. Her choice? Is that where she wanted to go? Or were you like, we should go there? I brought it up because I don't think she'd ever been. Okay. 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 Yeah. And then we were going to go on some rides because they have the mm -hmm. theme park in the middle. Yep. Never we're going to go to Crayola World. Yep. It didn't really pan out. Crayola World smells too much like crayons. And we were both like, let's get the hell out of here immediately. And so I don't know if you've ever seen Four Christmases. Love it. But our deal was when she wanted to leave a store, she would have to say mistletoe. Mm -hmm. And then we would leave the store if she didn't find anything she liked. And if she didn't want to be rude, so she would just go, unk mistletoe mm -hmm. and then we would just not say a word and hightail it out of the store mm -hmm. and so we're looking around for clothes for her and i thought they would have like clothes at pack sun or uh zoomies or you know vans like all these stores i was thinking they'll have little kid clothing but you know what ha you know what they have at the mall of america here's what they have they have no middle ground it is either a t-shirt with cookie monster on a surfboard or sweatpants that say fucking whore on the butt cheeks. I mean, it's the wildest thing. There's no middle ground. It's like, how about you put fucking cookies on the back or something? Like let's, let's merge the two because she's too old for the cookie monster thing. And she's clearly too young yeah, and innocent for the other. So I didn't know what to do. Mickey Mouse or just spandex that say plug me on the ass. Yes. I mean, truly. It was it was the craziest thing in the world. It's like, uh, well, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I had a very hard time. We found, we did a lap on the third floor, second floor, and first floor. And I figured so that she was probably three steps to my two steps, right? Yeah. That's what I kind of thought. 
And when I left there, I had over 11,000 steps. And so this poor kid, she's like, my stomach hurts. I'm like, does your whole body hurt? Do you want to go lay on the couch? Because you've walked 16, I don't know, 16,800 steps or some shit, something ridiculous. So we ended up getting one pair of shorts, doesn't say anything on the butt cheeks, and one shirt that says Def Leppard, and it's got some bedazzling okay. around it, which I thought which I thought was nice. Yeah. And um, one sleeve cut off. Shout out to the drummer. <laughs> that's, that's where I went when I was in my Randy Moss in high school, when I was in my Randy Moss Jordan windbreaker jumpsuit phase. I had to go all the way up to the Mall <laughs> of America to look like yeah. a, uh, to look like a guy that got an advance on his paycheck uh, before he returned to the trailer park. Oh, I mean, we, uh, I've said this a million times, but when I got my first student loan check, I bought a Randall Cunningham jersey. I bought Charles Barkley Nikes. And I was down in the cities, uh, down in Minneapolis, going to my first live comedy show. That's what I did with my, my first, uh, which, listen, I'm going to tell you something. Now look what I do for a living. So was it worth it? Absolutely. Was that my education? Mm -hmm. Was I getting a loan to be able to learn? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the night that's I saw John point. DeBoer, oh. fell in love with him and fell in love with stand-up comedy. The way he that made on it look your, so That fun. show was the show where you saw John DeBoer? That's the first time I saw live stand-up and I saw John DeBoer and um, some other people that I remember. But John DeBoer, I remember he was having so much fun and killing so hard. And it didn't make me think... Oh, I could do that. It just made me think I want to do that so badly. I need to figure out how to have that much fun at work. The Yeah, I, dude, it was I, think we, I we've mean, we talked he, about he, John on this show before, haven't we? Yeah, I mean, for those people that don't know, he he is the reason I do stand up. I mean, he's like there are others, but he is definitely on the list of of people. Absolutely. Yeah, he's a local legend. Legend, well, in multiple markets, he's a local legend. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and he, uh, I, I don't know if I've told this on the show before, so sorry, everybody. We've done this. We are like people. It's like this show is now like don't visiting put me into your this. grandparents. Like there's going to be some good shit. This. You might have a nice time, but you're going to have to sit through a few things you've heard before. And I can't do anything about that. Yeah. And then when you leave, you go, oh my God, we're so much better than those two assholes. And it makes you feel better. It makes you feel good so about keep yourself. keep coming back. Absolutely makes you feel good about yourself. Do you remember at the, was it the 20, was the 20th anniversary at Acme, our home comedy club? Was that the yep. Lewis has a week full of shows? Yes. 20th. 20? Yep. So yep. at that... I remember on one of the after shows, I believe on the weekend, and I don't know who the other person was, but you were dad at the pool with a bunch of 15-year-olds in the neighborhood next door drunk. You were gone. Yeah, that's fine. You were a gone. Yeah, but I wasn't, I wasn't gallivanting with minors. Why didn't you just say I was wasted? I just, I like to call stuff back. You like to call stuff back. Some of them are misses. Some of them are I, bigger misses. To let everyone know how drunk I was, I had a straw. I had a double bendy straw, one pushed into another, into a bottle of Jack Daniels, and that's what I was drinking. You were pretty uh, drunk. And at one yeah. point, I remember being down on the end of the bar, and there were a group of comics gathered around, and I can't remember who was running the show. It might have been Harmston. 
And by show, I mean a okay. game where I believe the game was Harmston would say, right? He would say a joke. The yeah. beginning, he would start, yep. it was like, name that tune. He would start yeah. saying a premise to a joke and it was somebody yep. and John DeBoer. And you knew John DeBoer's material so well that you didn't even need yeah. to know the other person's one. Within three words of each setup, you were able to guess whether it was John DeBoer or not, even though you were nearly through a bottle of Jack Daniels. Yeah, that's true. The other comedian was Dwight York. It was Dwight and York. And although, so funny. And although I do know a lot of his stuff, Pete Lee is the master of Dwight York bits. I mean, just to give the people a Dwight York bit, and I don't, I don't think this is this is being a jerk because I think he would love the promotion. He's very toothy. He like breathes in through his teeth. This is such a great persona, but he's like, well, hold on, hold on, saw my, hold on. You have to say what he looks like. He looks like okay. He sure. looks like an old school biker. Everything. He looks like an old school biker. He's got a he's got a beard. He's got long kind of hair. He looks a little bit. I mean, I don't want to say George Carlin because I don't want those two to be correlated at all together. But, but I just. He, but if if Carlin had a Harley, if yes, if Carlin yeah, sure. went to Sturgis, that's the look, yeah. not the material. Yeah. I fucking love Dwight right. York. Dwight York is a guy. He's so goddamn. I funny. will. St I will. I don't. When you're doing shows and open mics, I'm not going to watch people. I don't want to do that. I want to do my set and go right. home. I hear Dwight York is going on. I'm like, well, I'm going to go stand in the back of the room for this. Absolutely. So, so here's one of his things. It's just, it was so, uh, there were one-liners and you never knew what was going on. So it'd be like, uh, saw my first porno movie last week. Can't believe how much younger I looked back then. Yeah. I mean, just stuff like that. It was so great. Like I couldn't get my girlfriend to shave her pubic hair. So I went down on her with gum in my mouth. I mean, it also funny and he's got hours and hours he has a book called the vile file it's got my favorite dirty joke is, of all time we had to have said this yeah before. it's like it's next to my toilet yes the the joke where he goes uh went to the nude beach the other day brought my penis pump with me everybody wasn't and then i fuck it up on dwight <laughs> i'm so sorry he goes i went to the nude beach the other day brought my penis pump with me everybody was surprised i could fit the whole thing up my ass Great joke. Here's the thing. This has been Cy and Chad do a segment they've done in the past. We did it. It's over. We're doing our best. People can listen to it again. We're doing our hey, best. I'm so upset I botched okay. that. Well, I'm so upset and not because you botched it. So I don't know if you know this, mm -hmm. but the middle of somewhere has lost a near and dear friend, family member, Uncle Ronald Bartholomew Daniels mm -hmm. passed away April 20th, 2023, at the age of 93 Ooh. years old. Ron Uncle Ronnie was in his 90s? 93. Let me tell you something. Nothing wrong with his mind. Unbelievably sharp. Nothing wrong physically other than the heart attack that killed him killed him and i'm not i'm not making a joke i'm saying like i am so excited to hear that because i don't know any of my 
that side of my family, their medical history. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm pretty sure if you do heroin and then go to a methadone clinic, it's not going to be good for me. I think genetically, because that's been proven to kill others. But the (laughs) fact... The The fact that he's 93, my sister was telling me he does puzzles. My sister goes, he does the alphabet backwards every day. And I was like, well, that's just a Daniel's tradition to get out of DUIs. (laughs) You got to practice that shit. But he did, he did puzzles. He was, um, he was in such good shape. And, and that he had uh, his wife 15 years younger than him because he was like, he was with it. No mental stuff, no physical stuff. 93, that gives me such hope. I am so excited for that because otherwise I have to go off of like, well, you know, uh, I guess if I uh, go have a mental breakdown at a gas station, I'm going to end up like my grandpa on that side, <laughs> dead. I mean, so it's nice to know his brother, same genetics, same mm-hmm. parents, crushed it. lived to be 93. Crushed it. That's really, really incredible. I'm very excited for that. Now, a lot of people don't know this about Uncle Ronnie, but uh, Uncle Ronnie was point guard for the Minneapolis Lakers when they moved to Los Angeles and then left the team on his own to come back to Minnesota because he missed Minnesota. He hated Los Angeles, hated Los Angeles. And, um, he was, uh, he was an admiral in the Navy. He, ha- um, he used to do the, uh, submarines in the civil war. He used to run one of the submarines in the civil war. Right. He's admiral in the Navy. Yeah. He, uh, a lot, so a lot of, of good stuff. A lot of impressive lot of genetics stuff on that side about Uncle Ronnie. A lot of really, a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. Don't know he was pivotal yeah. in the building of the railroads. That that's true. Crisscrossed this country, that's, and then he's the guy who uh, realized that gasoline, like kerosene, he, he realized that the other one of those was also useful for society. That was an Uncle Ronnie thing. Yeah, Uncle Ronnie did a lot for us. A lot of people don't know this was about him. Was he in him. the silent pictures? He was He was in the silent pictures. Yeah, he did a lot of stunt doubles for Charlie Chaplin. Mm-hmm. And that brings me to my next thing with another little skinny mustache. He, um, a lot of people don't know this, when Jesse Owens was in the Olympics and uh, and then, you know, Hitler saw that he was going to be in the Olympic. Hitler, everyone goes, oh, Hitler got mad and he left. Not true. Uncle Ronnie walked down the steps and he goes, Hitler, you get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck, I came over here to talk to you because I thought you were Charlie Chaplin. You're not. Get out of here. Get the fuck out of here. That's Ronnie, absolutely. what a life lived. Uh, you know, I am so thankful uh, to know that someone with my genetic makeup could do all of those things, could really change the world, and then live to be 93 with all of his mental functions and all of his, uh, he wasn't, you know, no walker getting around just fine. Like walking, you'd see him and you'd go, Oh, the guy's walking. I mean, this is all hearsay for my sister, but it's that this part is true. So I just wanted to give a, an actual heartfelt thank you to uncle Ronnie. I never met him, mm-hmm. but I'm glad to know that I have a chance. I've got a fighting chance. Thank you, uncle Ronnie. And I also would like to send out a heartfelt you know, condolences to the the people around Ronnie. Um, and sure. uh, I'm sorry for your loss. 
And if any of you would like to sit down documentary style to discuss Chad's father um, as we try to find him in Las Vegas for the six-part podcast docu-series, Finding Chad's Dad, I am open to that still. And uh, I will tell our podcast audience I'm going to do it and never accomplish it because, fuck, can you imagine editing that? Yeah, that'd be tough. Hey, if you guys like this, uh, there will be a new episode next Monday and every single Monday at 8 a.m. So click the subscribe button so your phone sends it to you without having to do any work. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.